You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road. Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all today, and have we got a great show for you today. Oh, my gosh. A month or so ago, I did a Facebook Live featuring a new author and his very first absolutely awesome children's book that immediately became a New York Times bestseller. And he saw the live, and he's here with us today on the right road. And together, we're going to share so much goodness and positivity, including a focus on the power of never giving up. And I just know this wonderful human being is going to be such an inspiration to us all. And I'll introduce you to him in just a few minutes. Plus, this is also our annual Teacher Appreciation on the Right Road episode. So on top of our regular On the Right Road giving fun, I'm going to add awesome bonus gift opportunities throughout the whole show as well. So first, before I introduce this extraordinary guest, let's kick off today's On the Right Road giving fun. As always, I'll have giveaways throughout the whole show, like I said. And to start this first giveaway, it's open, of course, to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road on its first air date on this episode's first air date, which is Sunday, May 7th, 2023. To start, I want to make sure to share today's giveaway code words, which are the two words, go left. And those words will bring many smiles and make perfect sense once you meet my guest. And here's the giveaway entry scoop for today, okay? During the As Live broadcast airing of this episode, which is going to be 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific, um, 8 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern this evening, again, Sunday, May 7th, 2023. I'm going to be posting the show's Facebook uh, giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. When I've shared all the details of a particular giveaway, it will then pop up on our Facebook page. All the entry details will be in the giveaway post. Plus, you also need to include today's giveaway code words go left as part of your entry for each giveaway because that lets us know that you've listened or are listening to the show today. And in addition to the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post, the code words officially enter you. So for this first giveaway today, to celebrate all of you wonderful educator friends with special teacher appreciation gifts, since teacher appreciation day and week are right around the corner, I have 12 super special You Are Awesome pouches. And I'm going to fill each one with, with teacher favorite school supplies. These are such special gifts, and I'm so excited to give them. And as one of those added bonus teacher appreciation gifts I mentioned, I'm going to tuck a $25 Amazon gift card in with two of the gift pouches. So there will be 12 educator recipients as part of this giveaway, and each will receive one of the You Are Awesome pouches filled with supplies, plus two of the 12 will also receive a bonus gift card. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page this evening during the 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Time live airing time slot. 
and follow the simple entry guidelines in the Facebook giveaway post. This giveaway will be posted about, oh, six minutes or so after the 5 p.m. Pacific time hour. Remember to also type tonight's um, code words go left as part of your entry comment. This giveaway um, will be open until just after the end of the live airing of the show this evening until 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern, and we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Extra special thanks to DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks and the Subaru Share the Love Promise for helping to make this giveaway possible. And as you all know, this is just the first of the wonderful giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show for you. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready again during that live airing this evening. Just a quick note that if you're not listening live today, Sunday, May 7th, 2023, today's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. And note that I'll announce all all the recipients from all of today's live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday. Um, Note that because summer is coming up and quite a few schools wrap up the school year this month in May, we're going into summer home gift mailing mode now. So it's super important that you check Tuesday's announcement post so you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient from this show, okay? And as always, there'll be tons of gift recipients from this awesome episode. And now, you guys, I get to introduce you all to today's incredibly special guest. His name is Mark Colgiovanni. And as I mentioned at the top of the show a few weeks ago, I did a Right Road Kids Facebook Live centered around his book, If Things Aren't Going Right, Go Left. Well, as I said, Mark saw the Facebook Live, we connected, and I am so thrilled that he's here with us on the right road. And get this. With his Go Left book, I call it Go Left for short, it's his very first book that was, it was just released this past March, and it became a New York Times bestselling book. I mean, it's incredible. Mark proudly has been practice, uh, has been a practicing attorney in the state of Rhode Island for 20 years, but with a passion and dream of writing in his soul the whole time. So he never gave up. And he's literally living his dream of being a writer. His second children's book, The Reflection in Me, is due to be released in 2024. And that story has actually also been made into a beautiful and inspirational short film. Mark now also travels to visit schools to further inspire kids with his wonderful work. He lives in Rhode Island with his beautiful wife and three daughters. And I'm so excited that he's here with us on the right road. Welcome, Mark Colgiovanni. Hello there. Oh, hello, hello. And I'm just going to dive right in, Mark, to start, if it's okay. I've got our special um, author 10-question quickfire challenge for you. Sound good? Sounds good. (laughs) Whenever I have a a children's author guest, I love to start with what I call this quickfire question challenge to help us really get to know you in a fun way. So what I'm going to do is ask you 10 quick questions and if you can answer all 10 in three minutes or less, I'm going to add an awesome bonus giveaway at the end of the show. For those of you who listen all the way to the end and know the answer to one of these quickfire questions, you guys, so listen closely, okay? So are you ready, Mark? I am ready. All right. I got my timer set here. Here we go. On your mark, it's set, go. Here are the 10 quickfire questions. Number one, what is your favorite color? Green. Green. Oh, that's my. That was my mom's favorite color. Number two. What's your favorite food? Lasagna. Oh, yum. Number three. What's your favorite season? Winter, spring, summer, or fall? Oof. I love them all, but I have to go with summer. 
Oh, me too. <laughs> okay, number four. What's your favorite word? Uh, perseverance. Oh, I love that. Fits perfectly with tonight. Okay, number five. How long does it take you usually to write a book? Uh, the ideas come real fast to me, but then it takes me about one to two months to, to kind of get through all the drafts till I get oh. it just right. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. I love hearing how authors go about the process. Okay, number six. What's one of your favorite things to do besides writing? Uh, anything I'm doing with my wife and kids. Oh, my favorite. I love that. Number seven. What's one of your favorite things about living in the state of Rhode Island? Uh, the beaches. I'm a beach bum. And uh, the seasons. I-, I love all four seasons. Awesome. Number eight, what's your favorite place in the whole wide world? I have to say Aruba. Oh, I've never been there. How cool. Number nine, what was your favorite subject in school? English. Awesome. And number 10, did you like school overall when you were a kid? I did. Yeah, I I enjoyed school very much as a kid. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Okay. World record. Did I make it? You did. One minute and 40 seconds. Woohoo! Nice. <laughs> so the huge bonus giveaway at the end is on. Yes. All right. Now, <laughs> I love it. I just, I love giving. I love um, just making kids and teachers happy. And I know you do too. So I know this show is going to be such a blessing. So I'm going to just jump right in here. And I yeah. would love to know, Mark, have you always had a passion to write, or did you? So you said English was your favorite subject in school, but did you sort of realize that writing was a dream of yours? You know, when you became adult, an adult after you started working as an attorney, or was it right away? No, it's, it was right away. I, I always loved to write, even dating back to, uh, I mean, as early as kindergarten. I, I recently went to my my uh, my old elementary school and donated one of my books. And uh, my mom, who's kept everything I've ever done, dug through all my old papers, and she actually found stories um, that she had helped me probably write down, because I'm, I'm not sure I was able to write in kindergarten. Right. Um, but all these ideas I had, um, and those pages had to be, I don't know, 40, I don't know, five years old or so. Oh. So, oh yeah, my long, gosh. Long, I've always loved it. Oh, I love hearing that. It's like you kept that passion alive. Oh, my gosh. So now I'm really curious to know, were there certain children's authors or books that had an impact on your life when you were growing up? And and kind of assuming so, um, how did they impact you? Yeah, so in my house, Dr. Seuss was everything. Uh, and picture book reading was everything. We, we did um, a lot of that in my house. Um, and that whole experience of you know, sitting next to my parents and listening to their voice and, and looking at the pictures and hearing the story, I just always uh, gravitated towards that form of storytelling. And then one of my favorite books of all time was Shel Silverstein's The Giving Tree. Yes. And I just love that book so much, even to this day. And that deep message in a children's story really affected me because when I, you know, now that I've embarked on on this career of writing, I want to follow, uh, I aim to follow that same path to, to create something, you know, that both children and adults can connect to. I love so those that. were very big influences in my life. 
Oh my gosh. It just goes to show how important those moments with parents and teachers are just Mm -hmm. sitting down and reading. It just, it's so impactful and powerful. So, okay. So jumping ahead a little bit now, was it a relatively easy process to become an author or once you decided you wanted to write books, did it take a long time to get your first book published? (laughs) Yes, it took a very long time. So in 2010, when my first daughter was born, Addison, I decided I was finally going to pursue my dream of becoming a published author. And I figured it would happen very quickly, and I could not have been more wrong. Um, It took me a decade. I had a a lot to learn. Uh, The first little story I wrote in 2010 was 2,500 words, which I soon found out was about 2,000 too many words for a picture book. (laughs) (laughs) So I realized very early that I had no clue what I was doing. But I I still love to write, and and I wanted to write picture books. So I joined the Society of Children Book Writers and Illustrators, uh, which is a tremendous organization that that opened up a lot of doors for me. Um, And and then from there, my education was on. Um, But it took a long, long time for me. It was uh, definitely not easy. Well, and it it just goes to show that it's so important for each of us to really listen to the talents and passions that are inside of us and never dismiss them or give up on them, um, which I want to ask you more about in a few minutes. Like you said, your your favorite word is perseverance. I love that. Um, but I want to I want to dive right into your first book. Um, it came out this past March, two thousand twenty three, just two months ago. And it was an immediate New York Times bestseller. Again, the book is called When Things Aren't Going Right, Go Left. I'd love to know, what was your inspiration for this incredibly special story? Yeah, so the inspiration um, with everything with me is my my kids. You know, like I said, when I first held my first daughter in 2010 is when I literally decided I'm going to pursue my dream finally. Um, So the pandemic um, was the inspiration uh, for this story. In my house, um, as it was in all houses, um, it was a, an extremely challenging time. Yes. Um, you know, the, it was hard, you know, on teachers, our, uh, you know, our communities. It was just a very uh, brutal period, period of time for everyone. And the distance learning portion of that event in my house was a nightmare, as it oh. was all over the world. Um, my kids were 10, 8, and 8 at the time. And I never truly realized that children could suffer from worries, doubts, fears, and frustrations at such an intense level until I witnessed what my children experienced during the pandemic. And it was, it was heartbreaking as a parent to, to watch them crumble when those computers yes. turned on. Um, but it was also very eye-opening. I, I look at it now as a blessing, not only because it um, inspired this book, but uh, my wife and I, we are uh, hyper-focused now on how our children are coping emotionally. So it, I, it was a blessing in, in, in hindsight. Well, and a whole lot of times in life, um, never giving up, like we're going to dive into in just a few more minutes, means finding ways to go left, to go right, to go up, go down, sideways. I mean, whichever way you need to go to find the right road for something that's on your heart to happen. Um, so it, it just, it's your book is perfect for any time in life, I think, for any age, for any era. I mean, it's it's going to transcend um, your lifetime. I just absolutely know it. And here's something that I noticed, Mark, at the end of the book, that the boy went back to pick up 
his fears, his doubts, his worries, and his frustrations. And while they were a lot smaller and a lot lighter at that point, he still went back to pick them up. And I really think this is an added key to your story, right? That those things, our fears, our doubts, our worries, and our frustrations, like you said you saw in your kids, especially over the pandemic, they can actually help us along life's way if an eyes kept on them, like you wrote in your story. Could you share your perspective on on this whole idea, Mark? Yeah, yeah, it's, that's great that you picked up on that because for me, these stories come quick. Um, like this story woke me up at five in the morning. I usually, I kind of dream them. I wrote most of this story from five a.m. to seven a.m. Wow. <laughs> and and then you know then it's you know a couple of months of drafting. I think I went through fourteen drafts, but. Um, initially the story ended with, um, the more right I went, uh, no, I'm sorry, the more left I went, the more right I felt. Um, but I, I didn't like that ending. It wasn't realistic to me. Um, yeah. so I decided I wanted, you know, our character to get these emotions back in his life. Um, and, and that's, that was the, uh, the reason I, I chose that path. You know, I didn't, I didn't like the idea of, of saying to my children or, or any child, you know, things are only going to be great for you when you don't have these emotions because that's right. never going to happen. You're always going to have these emotions. And also, I personally like these emotions. You know, fear and worries have always focused me. You know, so when I have those feelings is when I'm always at my most focused. Um, but the, the, you have to manage them. Right. If they become overwhelming, then it, then it can crumble you. Well, and my like my husband always says, and I've shared this before, but when you're worried about something, not like where it's overwhelming and it's crushing you, but when you've got that, it's almost like a positive worry or a positive fear, like you just said, it means it matters to you. And it does have a way, if it's managed properly, of pushing you forward to success in a way that if you didn't have it, um, it maybe wouldn't happen. It's just, it's so interesting. Now, here's here's something that's like a, a, a serendipitous miracle that kind of happened for you with this book. It was illustrated by the really infamous author and illustrator, Peter H. Reynolds, of, of BU and The Dot and so many other uh, book fame, right? Yeah. How did that special collaboration with Peter come to be? I mean, how in the world did you meet him? And how did you get involved with, with you know, how did he get involved with your book? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I think the universe rewarded me for being so uh, patient. Um, so from 2010 to 2016, you know, I was with the attending seminars. I was reading hundreds of picture books. I was writing and writing and writing, and I was sending my stuff out to publishers and agents all over the world. And I was getting rejected by, I was an international failure. You know, I wasn't getting <laughs> accepted by, by anybody. But, and those are the ones that responded were all in the negative. Most of them didn't respond at all. So I said to my wife, I need, a, uh, I need to figure out a different way to get my foot in the door. And I chose to animate what I considered to be my best story to date in 2016. And that was the reflection in me. And unbelievably, my aunt, who lives in Dedham, Mass, where Peter lives and also has a bookstore called the Blue Bunny Bookstore, she had gone into his bookstore and asked him if he would meet me. And he invited me because he's just the most gracious, unbelievable person I've ever met. He invited me, who a complete stranger, to his animation studio in Boston, which was just incredible, incredible timing. I met him. 
I showed him the reflection of me maybe a week or so after meeting him, and I asked him if his company animated stories for the general public. And he said, not only do we do that, if you decide to do that, I want to be part of it because I love your story. Oh, my god! And that's how, it, that's, how it stu- that's how it took off. Oh, you know, it just goes to show when you never give up, when something's really on your heart, those things come to fruition. It's it. You can't explain it, you know, and it's like you said, you, you felt like an international failure. I love that because kids, we all need to hear that. That yeah. even people who do great things have often felt at some point in their life, I think everyone's felt at some point in their life like an international failure. But don't give up. Oh my! And I want to talk so much more about, you know, the perseverance and not giving up. So stay with me, Mark, okay? I have so many more questions for you. But first, I want to give away a whole bunch of your absolutely awesome book. Your publisher, Scholastic, donated a bunch, and I bought a bunch more. So everybody, here's today's second On the Right Road Facebook giveaway. It's, of course, open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road today. I have 12 copies of Mark Colgiovanni's Truly Extraordinary When Things Aren't Going Right, Go Left book to give every kid, adult, family, classroom, school should have this book. I mean, even for high schoolers, it's an awesome grad gift or overall encouragement gift. It's that meaningful and helpful in terms of a life mindset. Plus, you guys, I'm adding two $25 Amazon gift uh, gift card drawings to this giveaway as part of our added teacher appreciation focus today. So there will be 14 educator recipients from this giveaway, and each will receive a wonderful hardcover copy of Mark's awesome book or an Amazon gift card. Note that the gift cards won't be shown in the giveaway picture, but they are part of the giveaway, okay? So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page and follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. It'll be posted this evening during the 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern live airing time slot. Oh, gosh, approximately 25 to 30 minutes after the hour or so. Remember to include tonight's code words, go left, as part of your entry comment, even if you you included them in tonight's earlier giveaway, okay? Because that officially enters you. And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of tonight's live airing of the show, until 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 14 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Great big thanks to Scholastic for donating six of the wonderful hardcover book copies. And big thanks as well to PTS Coaching and Legiliner for helping to make this very special giveaway possible. So, Mark, now here's the cool thing. You have another book coming out next year with that the, the book that you shared about that you did the, um, the short film about called The Reflection in Me. Um, and again, that story originally hit home when it was made, when you made it into the short film. Um, and you shared a little bit about how that happened. Um, but tell me more about the film, you know, just a little bit from your heart about the film that you made and where can people tune it, tune into it? Yeah. So if you Google the reflection in me on YouTube, you'll find it. Um, and I think right now it has like 1.5 million views. Um, which is just amazing to me. Um, but, yeah, so that, that story, um, it, it follows the experience of a child uh, going um, through the practice of self-love and acceptance. Uh, the child you know, sees um, herself in the mirror and isn't happy with what she's seeing. And then a conversation begins 
between herself and the image in the mirror that, that comes to life. And uh, through this conversation, you see the, the child um, recognizing uh, her strengths and um, becoming empowered. And that was another story, again, that was inspired by, by my three girls. Um, they were see, six, four, and four at the time. And they were dancing and laughing and singing in front of the, the full-length mirror in our house. And I, I was thinking how different that experience is for a child in, in a mirror uh, than it is for adults. You know, as adults, yes. we, we go before the mirror to fix our perceived imperfections, whereas children look at the mirror and, and they're happy with what they see. And I, I remember thinking, boy, it's, one day my girls are, are going to look in the mirror and they won't feel that way. And oh. I hope that they always see themselves as I do, which is perfectly perfect. And, and if, you, if you watch the film you, and read the book next year, you'll see that that perfectly perfect uh, kind of goes throughout the, the storyline. Um, well, but yeah, that's where that story came from. And it's absolutely beautiful. I watched the, the short film. It's like it's less than four minutes long. So everybody who's listening, again, just Google the reflection in me on YouTube. Um, the, the whole thing is just beautiful. And the voice that was used, it yeah. just captures it. I, I still can hear it in my head. It's so, I can't even explain it. You have to go see it. So Google the reflection in me, you guys. Check that out. Show it to your kids. Show it to your students. No matter what age they are, um, life-changing. Absolutely life-changing. So now, Mark, I, I titled this On the Right Road episode, The Power of Never Giving Up. Because, you know, as we've talked a little bit about, I know that message in terms of your passion for writing has been and is a key in your life. Um in a nutshell, what does that phrase never give up mean to you, and how important is it to you? It's, it's everything to me. Um, there are so many things in my life that have always taken me a little bit longer than most people to, to achieve, and that's why my favorite number is two. You know, it seems like everything in my life has always taken two tries, no matter oh. what it's been. Um, but for me, never giving up, you know, I said to my wife when I started this, and as I was getting rejected over and over again, I said, you know, I can live with not succeeding, but I can't live with not trying. Yes. And um, that's just kind of been the mantra of, of my life. Um, you know, so never giving up is, uh, you know, and, and everyone experiences that. I mean, life is not easy for anybody, you know. Um, and, and to your point, every success story you see, there was years of effort, you know, behind the scenes. Um, so it's definitely something that everybody can relate to. Absolutely. And I, I just jotted down, I can live without succeeding, but I can't live without trying. And the thing is, is that so often the trying is what leads to success. And if you, and sometimes the trying is success. And if you just give up on it, it's like, I feel like a, a magical piece of the universe is just lost when you see a child or even an adult give up on something that God put on their heart. It's like that, ma it, it's like a firefly, you know, the light going out. You can actually feel it in your heart. Um, so, so related to all this, how do you feel us as educators and parents can best teach kids this so important, crucial life lesson of never giving up on their passions and dreams. And I, I have a feeling from what I read in your bio and everything that it has something to do with your message of making a goal, not a plan. Is that right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it exactly. Um, you know, first of all, you just have to try. You know, and, and if you if you love what you're doing, like you know, even if I never, if none of my stories ever became published, I still wrote things which I love to do, and my children and my wife would have read them, and I would have accomplished. I still would have accomplished something. Um, you know, so if you're doing something that you love, it's never ever a waste of time. Um, but yeah, they, you know, the bigger thing is set goals, not plans. You don't have, you know, have a goal, not a plan. And the difference between the two is a date. All plans have dates. You know, dinner plans, vacation plans, all plans. And if you would, the danger of attaching a date to your goals is that chances are it's not going to happen the way you had planned. Right. And you're going to give up a lot sooner than you should have. You know, in 2010, I never would have said, you know, in 2021, I'll become published. That's just, right. That's, you know, that was... 11 years, 10 years later. So um, I just kept at it. I kept chasing my goal. And I never put a time limit on it. And writing, you know, you can write until you're, as long as your brain is working, you can keep writing. You know, so um, there was a particular type of goal that I knew I could just keep working at, keep working towards. I love that. Well, and I love the, a little kind of twist on that is having kind of maybe a time frame in mind you know, a a goal time frame in mind, because sometimes if a person is a procrastinator, for example, they might just say, well, I'll get to it, you know, okay, that didn't happen. So I'll try again in five years or whatever. But like you said, you got to keep at it. You know, if you're, if you're like, I like having goals in terms of, you know, geez, I'd like to see this happen in a year. So now if it doesn't happen in a year, I'm not going to be devastated because like you said, I've, I've, I'm looking farther ahead than that. But I like to sort of have a time frame in mind because it keeps pushing me forward. Do you, does that make sense? Hundred um, percent. Yeah. I mean, when 2010, when I decided, it was, it was an everyday thing. It was an every minute. I mean, I I literally grew obsessed with it, yes. almost a little bit unhealthy at some points. But oh yeah, you're hundred percent right. I wasn't. You know, it wasn't a. Uh, you know, I'll try now and then six months from now. It was every single moment. I was thinking about it, and that is, yes. that's what it required. Yes, I totally agree. It's like, um, you know, you don't want to give up your family life or, you know, lock your door and, and put everything else on your life and hold when you have a dream because there's other people in relationships around you and people that depend on you. But there right. is a singular focus with a, a passion that's on your heart um, that requires that time and energy. You look at athletes, you look at um actors, you look at lawyers, you look at doctors, it doesn't just happen overnight. Whatever great thing you want to do in the world, it takes time and perseverance. So Mark, do you, do you plan to keep writing? You know, do you keep, are you going to keep writing children's books until you're, you, you can't hold a pen any longer? <laughs> I hope so. That, that is my, you know, I would never take my legal career for granted. I'm very grateful for it. Um, yes. But if I could write for a living, um, that's all I would do. So, you know, I'm a day-by-day kind of guy. You know, so I'll, I'm going to – this whole journey has been an organic um, experience, and I'm just going to keep letting it do that. I'm just going to let it play out, and I've, I'm going to keep writing stories. And, you know, what I do is I send them to my agent, and, and we're going to – we'll see how, uh, how this all plays out. But um, – you know, I'm not trying to think too far ahead, but I, I do hope to write until 
I can't hold a pen. That, that sounds good to me. I love that. Well, and I think it's so special for kids and for us as adults to hear directly from authors. I mean, I'm just curious, do you still write every day or just now when the mood or idea strikes you and, you know, and kind of what's your writing process? You say you kind of dream your stories and then you kind of write it out quickly and then it kind of, it takes a couple months sometimes to hash out the whole story. Is that kind of it in a nutshell? Do you ever hit like walls where you're, you're stuck on, I don't know how to end this or I don't know which direction it should go? You know, what, I, I, I love for kids to hear the process that authors go through. Yeah, for me, you know, I guess technically I do write every day in the sense that my mind is always open. You know, I'll, I'll hear a word or I'll hear a sentence, and I have a folder full of just one sentences that, you know, I think maybe someday could, could turn into something. <laughs> Excuse me. But, yeah, it's, it's um, for me, yeah, they just kind of pop in my head, and, and it comes very fast. It, the whole story will flood my head. And what I do is I send myself emails so I don't forget them. And then oh, when I, I get that. about 30, 40 emails, I spread them all over my kitchen table, and then I start organizing my thoughts from that. You know, and then I type up a draft. And then I have a handful of people that I let read my stuff and read, them, read the story back out loud to me, which is hugely important for yes. me. Because it's the first time I'm hearing the story. You know, yes. up until that point, it's just living in my head. But it's, and it's always my, my oldest daughter. She's a, ever since she's been able to read, she's my first editor. So she reads me the story. And it's incredible what I get from that, because more often than not, that story is nothing what I thought it sounded like. And then it's just draft after draft after draft. Um, That's how it works for me. I know a lot of writers, they do put time aside to write every day. Um, For some reason, that's just kind of not my my method. I'm always thinking of ideas, and I'm always literally writing them down. But for me, it's like a, a burst. Yes, I can totally relate to that. I would say that that's how I do it too. And it's so important to write it down because if you don't, those, it's, I don't, it's like that, this is getting into psychology, but it's like that marginalia moment, like right before you fall asleep. It's a very creative time. And I'm not talking that ideas just come right before you fall asleep, but it's like that burst of, um, I don't know, this spark of genius or something happens. And if you just go along with your day and you don't write it down, I think that's really a key for kids to hear, whether it's a dream or a passion or an idea or a, a storyline or whatever, write it down. Because chances are, by the end of the day, you're going to forget it. It's almost like a dream. Um, so I can totally relate to what you're saying. Well, and I know, Mark, that you do um, presentations about your book at schools. What's your message for kids during your school programs? I mean, the, the message is, in a nutshell, is just to not give up. You know, and during the presentation, or towards the end, I, I asked them, I, I, I asked them, please promise me that you're never going to give up on your dreams. And I have them repeat it back to me. And I want to hear them say it. Yes. And I tell them, when you, if you're ever pursuing your dream and you're getting frustrated, think about me and think, well, you know, that guy, it took him 10 years. You know, and I tell them, the, the period of time that I've been pursuing this dream is longer than most of you have been alive. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> that's what I, I really just want them to hear that and know that, you know, it's not an easy road. You know, they're so used to, you know, with 
all the technology, instant gratification. And yes. They see these TikTok stars, and they see these, you know, these little kids on these uh, TikTok programs who are probably multimillionaires just by posting nonsense. And my fear is that they're going to think, you know, success is easy, and it's, it's anything but easy. You know, so that's what I try to, that's the real message. I tell them how many times I was told no, and I tell them I was an international failure, and, yeah. you know, I was rejected from coast to coast. And, I, I, you know, it's very important that they hear that. Well, I love I, that so much, and it, it really is the journey going through that, and then when you get the yes, the difference, it, it, if you would have gotten the yes right of way, to after you've heard a thousand no's, you're like, oh my gosh, I did it. And you're better for it. And your your talent has been more developed for it. I truly, truly believe that. So Mark, um, do you have a, I can't believe this time is zooming by so quickly. Do you have a final one minute message for all the kids uh, listening? Um, you know, if you could tell them anything in the whole world, what would you like to say to them? What I want them to know is that your parents, the mentors in your life, your teachers, your coaches, we know that life is not easy for you. You know, we know that you have all of these emotions. And we, what I want them to know is it's okay. It is completely normal. And in some ways, it's great to have those emotions. We're supposed to have them. But it's also normal and okay to put them down for a while. And that's easier said than done. You know, my, my book has a wonderful message that, you know, is, is in a way um, simplifying it. But my hope is that it sparks, you know, conversations between adults and children. And I want children to know that, you know, children and adults, we can't figure these tools out alone. You know, yeah. reach out to your parents, your grandparents, your friends, teachers, aunts, uncles. Together is, uh, is how we figure this stuff out. And that's what I hope my book does, that it will initiate these conversations um, and if these conversations can enlighten or empower a child in some way, then I'll know that I've put something worthwhile into the world. Oh, well, you absolutely have. I have already, when I did the Facebook Live, teachers from across the country let me know that they purchased your book, that their students, are they just flipped over it. Um, it's oh. something special. Um, so, you. Mark, just, just to wrap things up, do you have a final one-minute you know, inspirational message for all of our wonderful Right Road educator friends and parents listening. Yeah, well, to the educators, um, keep doing the amazing jobs that you're doing. Um, I can personally say I have a long line of teachers in my family, um, but I never truly, truly realized and appreciated what the educators of this world do and accomplish uh, year after year until the pandemic hit. And I was stuck at home with my children um, <laughs> trying to help them, trying to teach them. It is, um, it is certainly, in my opinion, a very underappreciated job. I mean, teachers are the ones who should be making these crazy salaries where yes. athletes make. And um, I, I am, uh, my appreciation for them is off the charts. And so please just, just keep doing what you're doing and the care that they have for our, our children and the love. And uh, it's, it's remarkable. It's a tremendous and extremely honorable profession. Well, and that's so perfect with Teacher Appreciation Week coming up. I mean, that's the perfect closing message for today. I mean, how wonderful. Thank you so much, Mark. You, you truly are an inspiration. Um, uh, thank you. 
thank you for being here with us on the right road and and honestly for never giving up on what was and is in your heart and your soul and for sharing it with us. You're you're just an absolute gem of a human being and I'm honored to know you. So thank you so much. Ah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, and I want all of you guys to know to make uh, you know to know how you can get Mark's book if you haven't already. It's available on Amazon. Just search when things aren't going right, go left book and it'll pop up right away. And if you want to connect with Mark about coming to your school or educational conference to speak and share, just go to his website at markcolgiovanni.com, and I'm going to spell that for you. Mark is M-A-R-C, and his last name is C-O-L-A, like Cola Giovanni, G-I-O-V-A-N-N-I. Again, that's M-A-R-C-C-O-L-A-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-I.com. So check it out, you guys. Um, get his book. Get it for every kid you can think of and use the message to just uplift. And let, let's, geez, just remember when things aren't going right, which is three quarters of the time in life, right? Just go left or up or down or right or sideways or whichever way. There's always a way to the right road. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and as I always like to do, I want to make sure to give our sponsors a huge thank you. Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, Seatsack, Subaru, and DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks, the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group, Ledgy Liner, PTS Coaching, Lori Stina Center, Keller Williams Real Estate Team, and of course, Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And you guys, like I always like to do, I have a nugget from my heart that you can take with you into the weeks and months and years to come relating to never giving up. And this may seem like kind of an odd nugget to wrap up this episode with, but while what I'm going to share may seem conflicting with the idea of never giving up, it's actually not. It actually strengthens the whole idea of never giving up with a new perspective. So what I'd like to share is the difference between never giving up and learning to let go of the rope. And that phrase, letting go of the rope, is one of the genius revelations my stepdad has come up with over the years. I've shared this part of, of this story before. Um, when I was around 16, I finally decided to give water skiing a try. And it took me 43 tries in one day to do it. And the cool thing is, is my stepdad always told that story with such pride as an example of, of my determination and how I had grit and never gave up. Well, one day it hit me like a ton of bricks when his telling of the story and perspective on it changed. And here's kind of the backstory. Um, when I first started the nonprofit Right Road Kids 31 years ago, I had never really done any fundraising before, you know, beyond selling Girl Scout cookies as a kid or doing small outreach projects for my church as a teen. And yet there I was all of a sudden in charge of raising needed funding for a nonprofit. Well, when I first started and someone would show interest in making a donation and that donation was going to be something like $100, which to me is huge. Whenever anyone gives even $5, I still get choked up knowing they gave their hard-earned money, right? But point being, I would spend days and weeks and sometimes even months trying to make that one $100 donation come to fruition. And this one particular day years ago, when my stepdad started telling my water skiing story to someone relating to garnering donations, me thinking he was once again going to you know, share his pride in my determination, the story changed. 
to maybe it's time to let go of the rope. And when I realized what he meant, I was honestly devastated. At the time, I couldn't understand. And what I was so hurt that something he had always shown such pride in had flipped to seemingly share something that was a weakness in me. But as I kind of let the telling, his new telling of the story and the particular new light it was relating to, as I let that sink in, I realized it was a hugely important learning moment for me. I did need to let go of the rope in terms of raising that particular $100. Even though that person's heart was in the right place, it just wasn't the right time for that person to give. And all that time and energy spent trying to make it happen when it just wasn't going to happen at that time could have been spent raising $10,000 from someone who was ready to and able to give. I needed to let go of the rope relating to the $100. So a $10,000 or, or whatever the amount donation could happen. Light bulb moment, right? I, if I didn't let go, just like holding onto the rope and water skiing when you've fallen, I was going to get mired and stuck in an absolute pit of holding on too long and get dragged and hurt through the wake and waves of fundraising. Like Mark's book shares, when things weren't going right, I needed to go left. So all of this to say that learning when to let go of the rope regarding certain situations and circumstances can actually be a life-changing and empowering part of never giving up. Letting go when something clearly isn't right can lead to where you're supposed to hold on to to make something happen. Whereas if you never let go of the wrong thing, you would never be able to find the path, the right road. I love this. And the most amazing thing is that sometimes the original road comes around a while later, sometimes even years later. Maybe that person who wanted to donate $100, for example, and just couldn't at the time, ends up donating $1,000 years later because you kindly kept them in the loop without pressure but rather with love and understanding. So I think teaching our kids and also coming to an understanding ourselves that sometimes letting go is not giving up, but rather finding the path to possibility and never giving up. My stepdad helping me understand that really has been life-changing for me and my passions and my dreams. And I, I hope my sharing it here has done my stepdad's genius justice and that it will be a blessing for you in your life and in following your dreams as well and in helping your kids understand the whole idea of never giving up and knowing when to let go of the rope so that you can never give up, if that makes sense. And as always, you guys, I hope this whole hour together has been a wonderfully uplifting and encouraging blessing for you, just inspiring you to know that anything you dream can happen if you never give up on what God puts on your heart. Sometimes you just have to go left or up or down or on a path that's curved in a million ways to get there. <laughs> and with that wonderful thought, I have a bunch more giving fun for support for you this evening. Remember to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon for the super long list of recipients from all of today's pre-show and live airing giveaways. So you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient. And this giveaway number three, this Facebook giveaway number three is of course open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road today. I have a whole bunch of super fun classroom arrow research resource gifts to help support the awesome when things aren't going right, go left message and theme with your students. And I, I think you can have so much fun strengthening this so important go left message with these kinds of resources. So I've got two classroom decor arrow packs 
four arrow sticker packs and and six arrow sticky note sets to give plus in honor of Teacher Appreciation Week coming up, I'm going to add four $25 Amazon gift cards to this giveaway, too. So there will be 16 educator recipients as part of this giveaway, and each will receive one of the classroom arrow-themed resources pictured in the giveaway post or a $25 Amazon gift card. Note that the gift cards will not be shown in the giveaway picture, but they are part of the giveaway. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page, follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. It will be posted this evening during the 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern live airing time slot about, oh, 10 minutes or so before the 6 p.m. Pacific time hour. And remember to include tonight's code words, go left, as part of your entry comment, even if you included them in tonight's earlier giveaway entries, okay? This giveaway will be open until just after the end of this evening's live airing of the show, until 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 16 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Huge thanks to Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this very special giveaway possible. Once again, gigantic thanks to Mark Colgiovanni for being my very special guest here on The Right Road. Thank you to Marcy for her always wonderful behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my terrific engineer, Jordan, and the whole Voice America team. And thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And if you listened all the way to the end here and heard Mark's quick-fire answers near the beginning of the show, here's today's special bonus gift opportunity. Since Mark answered all 10 quick fire questions in under three minutes, and again with Teacher Appreciation Week coming up, I have eight more $25 Amazon gift cards to give. So if you're listening and would like to enter for these bonus eight gift card drawings, this is one of my Right Road email um, um, giveaways. Okay, so just email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org. That's H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A at R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S dot org. Put today's code words, go left, in the email subject line. And in the body of the email, include your school, city, and state, so we know you're an educator, and the answer to one of the quickfire questions I asked Mark near the beginning of the show. And the question is, what was Mark's favorite subject in school? Include all those things in the body of the email and you'll be entered for the eight bonus Amazon gift card drawings. Again, just email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org. Put today's code words go left in the email subject line and in the body of the email include your school, city, and state and the answer to what was Mark's favorite subject in school. And as always, you guys, this episode is available to listen to or download for free anytime. So you can listen to any parts of it you may have missed or download it to save and share with your educator friends and your kids and students. I, Everything that Mark shared will be such an inspiration for your kids, too. Oh, my goodness. And you guys, as you know, in between our On the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, Instagram page, via email, and on our website at rightroadkids.org. You guys, as I always like to close with, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. 
always listen to those talents and passions inside you that tug on your heart and never give up on those dreams. I love and appreciate and believe in you all so much. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on The Right Road. Right road.